Let's be honest, you've listened to a few episodes now, but have you shared it with a friend or dropped a review for us? Don't forget to hit that follow button. Welcome back to another episode of Sorry About Your Feelings. Today's a very special episode. It's a fucking bro down. Are you kidding me? Bro down. Bro down. The Ice Queen is away, so the boys are gonna fucking play. Which really means we have no idea what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna do this anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Ice Queen happens to be away, supporting one of our mutual friends on her last dick weekend by that i mean her bachelorette weekend um but we have decided that we're going to do an episode just the two of us just the boys and whatever we say this evening you can thank whiskey for i'd like to personally throw this one out to whiskey um you know i'm only about half a bottle deep but uh i'm sure it'll be a fun entertaining episode to say the least also let me just say doc missed a very big point ice queen is the maid of honor can you believe that uh, that's a lot of trust in our yeah, ice queen <laughs> <laughs> sorry girl we gotta roast you while you're gone it's true it's probably the last she- time she's gonna be able to walk down the aisle without crutches or a cane <laughs> Oh, I get it. That was an old joke. Yeah, it was. She's not here to remind us that we make fun of her for being old every time. <laughs> so anyways, like I thought about like I, I really don't know where we're going to go with this episode. Other other than I, I thought it would be good to try to get to know each other of us, each other of us, uh, each one of us a little bit more. So because we've known each other for so fucking long, I think that we can we 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 do these episodes and we know all about each other. But I right, think, so we just make assumptions that yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, the listeners have no idea what what really really goes down. Like, if listen episode by episode, we can piece together. They can piece together uh, bits and pieces of us, but they don't know us wholly. So I'm gonna I don't say know if this: I consider you holy. Just saying. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a very very tough call. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, speaking of holy, like, I, I tried to go back to church once or twice, and it just never worked out the same. But uh, I think the fact that we've known each other so long is is good for the episodes and good for the, the, the listeners, but I think we need to go into more depth. So, Bizzle, who are you? Are we going deeper? Is that what's going on? Yeah, we're going deeper. That's what she said. Ayo. Ayo. What do you, wh- who are you? Like, let, 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 let these fucking, I'm going to open this bottle of whiskey a little. Yeah. Let <laughs> these people know a little bit more about you as I refill my whiskey. Um, I bizzle. Uh, I like to party. I like to wear, you know, tuxedo t-shirts. Uh, that's how I imagine my, my little baby Jesus. Uh, when I, when I pray to him. Why the fuck are you like quoting <laughs> movies right now? <laughs> Because that's me, man. That's what I do. Um, that's what I do. So, Bizzle, what was the song that you... What is the name of the song and the artist that you have tormented me with for the last fucking 20 or no, 15 years at this point? You say torment, but I say graced you with. And uh, it is definitely Party Hard by Andrew W.K. 
if none of you have ever heard of Andrew W.K. and Party Hard, this motherfucker, every time I'd spend the night at his house in high school, he'd be like, you ready to go for two? Imagine the scene in Mighty Ducks, uh, Mighty Ducks 3 or no, 2. And like the the Bash brothers are in there. It's like, oh, you ready for some like midnight or good night tunes? And they play heavy metal. This motherfucker plays Andrew WK Party Hard <laughs> to go to sleep. And I'm like, ah, th- he's the reason why I slept through rocket attacks in fucking Iraq and Afghanistan. Just you're just saying. welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. No, uh, still didn't help me get away get through a flight line fucking nap in <laughs> Afghanistan. Jesus, man, that was a rough one. Yeah, it's Afghanistan animation, Cap. Yeah. So, Biz, how how old are you? How do you, do you mind sharing that with the ladies? No, I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm a fresh twenty one year old, uh, still learning my way. I'm a little wet behind the ears. Now I'm uh I'm thirty four. I'll be thirty five in uh, June of this year. Thirty five yeah. in June of this year, youngin', right? Um. That's just young? get just stepping into his own. Yeah, of course it's young. You're halfway to seventy. <laughs> well, halfway, halfway there. Well, we're halfway there. <laughs> um, no, so so you're you're 34 years old. Um, are you single? Are you married? Ooh, the eternal question. Uh, yeah, no, I'm long time single. Uh, yeah, single, ready to mangle. Not actually, please don't put that in there. Jesus Christ. But no, I'm definitely, (laughs) definitely (laughs) single. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just really kind of coming into my own as far as that goes too. For the longest time, I was super shy. And like, I know it doesn't, a lot of people might not realize that, but I was shy for quite a few years, quite a few years. So, and if, I think I mentioned it in prior episodes about just dating and stuff. I haven't dated in a long time. I don't know. At a certain point, I kind of was just like, eh, whatever. Like, he yeah. he's like the anti-dater, and I'm the i I introduce women to their forever homes. Um, this is true. I it's just my thing. Uh, it's been my thing since high school, and it's it's you know what? It might sound cool. It might sound fun. You might sound you might watch Good Luck Chuck and be like, oh, it looks awesome. It's not fucking awesome after ten fucking years. They're like, like I want to know. Go they're ahead. just like they're they're just like man, you know, that was fun and all, but holy shit, it can't get much worse than that. Exactly. And then like the next person comes in and they just look like a saint. So exactly, <laughs> you know, like I, I like I, I that was actually one of the battles that I had to deal with a few years ago. I was like, how do I look at this in a positive light? Am I the am I that bad oh, that the next that's per- wrong. oh okay. Uh, am I that bad that the next person just looks that much better? Or am I that good that when they move on to the next guy, they're like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Now, depending on who we think about in in the, the women that I've dated, it falls on both spectrums. This is true. Some have been fantastic. And like I'm like, wow, dude, you fucked up. And then they're probably like. What a jag bag he is. Not that I'm saying you are a jag bag, but from their perception. And then I've seen a lot more where I'm like, dude, that chick was crazy. What the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But at the time, he was just like head over, like all about it. And yeah, I don't know. I, don't I was know, in the I'd like to I'd, I'd rather prefer the, the, the vernacular of I was in the moment vernacular. Yeah, I was in I was in the moment of it. 
Um, uh, speaking of which, let me just say, this, what you just were talking about, I taught you a very important word. And it has to do with looking at oneself. Introspection. Introspection. And it's one of it my is, favorite words. It is very, very clutch in life and in general, just like being able to look at oneself, realize you are who you are, the actions you make, the reactions that you have, they're all on you. And it's like how you fucking, you know, basically shape yourself and better yourself. I, I want to take this in like, I don't want to say this in like a, a, a an asshole way, but as long as we've known each other, you've been the same guy for almost the entire time that we've known each other until recently, until right. about like the last like year, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like year plus actually, no, like a year, like the, 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 this weekend or mm-hmm. like a week from now coming up was a big change in you last year. You were the same guy up to that point. And I can say that with, with good intentions because you've always been a great guy. You've, you've always been there for everybody around you, but you, you never put yourself first. You never even put yourself second half. The right. Time. And, yeah, I always and I had, think- I always had a martyr complex, not even a martyr. Well, kind of a martyr complex. It was like, I, it was a lot of it had to do with self-worth. And I've realized that uh, a lot of it was, I didn't see a lot of worth in myself. So when people would say good things, like you're saying right now, I used to be like, in my head, I'd be like, no, that they're, they're full of shit. You know, and like, it's kind of fucked up, but it's the truth. And about a year ago, ran through some rough times and kind of worked through a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it was a lot of loss, loss on loss on loss. And it was one of those moments where it either makes you or breaks you. And I had that introspection where I really looked at things and I realized, and I got to say, I got good friends between you and Ice Queen and other people. And as well as I will always be an advocate now, especially I was not I'm not I'm not gonna say too proud, but I thought I didn't need to see someone or talk to a therapist, but mental health is as big as physical health. And I ended up seeing a therapist, talked to her for like two months, and at a certain point, I'm not even kidding you, when I say this, she said I was the most self aware person she's ever talked to and I was very intelligent, which I'm not toot my own horn here, but it was one of those things where I talked to her and most of the time she's she trying to make him feel good. Probably build that confidence. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. You, you, you are very self-aware though. But that's the thing. She just said like, yeah, I, you are saying everything that I was about to tell you as far as like, but she did help with that self-worth. And that's, that's where I was getting back to is the, the whole fact of the matter is about a year ago, I finally was like, all right, fuck it. I'm sick of being the one that's willing. Not that I'm not willing to jump on a grenade for my friends and take care of everyone, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it for everyone. That's the thing before it was like, no matter who you, a stranger and stuff, I, I still look out for strangers, but you know what I mean? Like you're not going to do it when there's no, no reciprocation of it. Is, is the, I mean, is the issue. I will. It's like, I will. No, but, but if, if it's somebody that you've been a friend for with for years and years and years, and you've always had their back, always had their back and they've never had yours. I think you're more self-aware now that you're like, not going to do it now. Right. I'm more aware of like a potential I'm being used. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and that was, that was a big, like that was a real kind of gut shot when I was talking to the therapist. Cause she kind of said something similar and you had said it too. And it was like a few of my other friends are like, well, you get used a lot. I'm like, damn it. You know? And it, it sucks hearing that. Cause I'm like, I like to think that there's a lot of good in the world and there is, but some people take advantage of good people and it sucks. But 
you know, it's just knowing about kind of, like I said, a lot of it comes down to self-worth and just being more self-aware of what's going on and not, if it's not good, like, what was, I remember talking to you about like the, the cup, you know, it was like, if you always give and give and give, and if you have a cup and it's full of water and you give and give and give, eventually that cup runs out, right? So if you're not getting back or filling it back up, in some way, whether it's just yourself filling it or someone else filling it for you, you know, pouring some into yours, you're going to wind up with an empty cup and then you can't give any anyways to yeah. even if, you know, someone that really needs it. So it was it was a few episodes back that we were talking about that. And that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I, I actually started uh, I picked up reading again. Uh, and one of the books I was talking about is like like you could refer to that as faith, not necessarily in the biblical sense, but that's faith in, in you as a person, faith in, in other people, faith in what you believe in, is when you keep giving your faith to things that aren't true, that aren't aren't um, uh, pure, is probably a better way of putting it, is, is that they aren't pure, you don't get anything back and you don't get anything out of it. But when you are true to yourself and you're pure to other people around you, you can give, but you're going to exponentially get back. And I think that's something to, to, to understand that a lot of people are there. I am a huge advocate like you. Like I, I think mental health is a big thing. I think one of the biggest things that I realized with mental health is that, and I don't say this in like a, a, a humorous way, but at some point, like you realize maybe I don't need the help or I do need the help. I was one of the few people that was like, at, at the times that I've you know, went out seeking this help, I'd, I'd seek it and I'd get it for a few months. And then I'd, I'd come back and be like, all right, I don't need it anymore. And, right. and the same thing, like speaking to the therapist and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's really like, I don't need this because I already know what I'm going, but I get the reinforcement from somebody who's clinically trained in this. Like you're good. Like just keep doing what you're doing and you'll work through this. Right. That isn't the case for everybody. So if anybody's out there, like if any of you guys are struggling with anything, talk to somebody like it's, it's right. not a, it's not going to hurt you. Like it's great to bounce. It, it It's good to have a person to bounce ideas off of that really have no skin in the game. Right. That make, if that makes sense. I mean, their, their only care, like they don't know you from Adam and their only care to you is the fact that they basically are, you know, they take an oath to look after you, like to take care of people. Like it's, it's like a doctor. A doctor's not going to steer you wrong and try to like, you know, fucking give your spleen up if you don't have to. Like, they're not going to do yeah. crazy shit. But at the same time, like, mental health is the same way. It's someone that you have, they don't know shit about you. They just know what you tell them, which I will say, be honest, because that will help. Oh, you know? for sure. Um, But, yeah, you just talk to them, and, like, it's great. Like, I mean, like you said, it's it's something that I only did for a few months, and I was at a point after a few months where I was like, I don't need this anymore because I know – we were, we were kind of talking in circles at a certain point, and I was like, I'm good. Like, there were times she'd call, and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm great. And I went from being, like, the lowest low to, like, one of the highest highs, you know? And, yeah. And I'm I'm an advocate of this, is when you hit your when you hit your rock bottom, you, you, you can go through life a few times, and you're like, man, this really fucking sucks. But when you hit your rock bottom, you absolutely know you hit your rock bottom. And you never want to go back to that place again. When you start to get close, like you really start to, if you, if you've gone through, like, if you've talked to people, if you've been through therapy, when you get close to that, like feeling like you're hitting that bottom again, you know, to reach out, 
If you oh, want yeah. help, you know to reach out. Right. Because um, you feel yourself slipping where you're like, oh, shit, I've been here before. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, ah, uh, fuck. Where it's like, it's, I don't know. It's like, game, floating, it's like floating, it's like floating, like right below the bottom of, of a lake. Yeah. And you're like looking at, down and you can see it and you're like, I don't want to touch that. Right, I don't want to touch exactly. that. I've, I've been there before. I don't want to touch that again. I want to go up. So right. you're, you're reaching out and getting whatever direction you can. You're, you're asking for help. Right. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I've, I've had, I've had, I've had that experience a few different times. Like I've, I literally had my, like the last time I was seeing a therapist, he literally, like the last two times we talked, he's like, you don't need, you don't need anything from me. You're you're not going to get anything. He started taking notes on the things that I was telling him. And he, he openly told me, he's like, I'm, I'm using some of the things that you're saying with other patients because you have a better way of connecting than I can with them for some for some reason. The terminology, yeah. I mean yeah. The, the the military aspect of it. Well, yeah, it's just like it's you were a teacher in the military, which a lot of people don't know, but you were a teacher. Yes. And as an instructor, you have to learn to you have this amount of information and the whole like I initially was gonna be a teacher. That's what I wanted to do. And one of the things every job I've ever been at, I've been a trainer. And it's the same way. Like you have to learn. I have this material to get to someone. Not everyone learns the same way. Some people are more visual. Correct. Some people are more yeah. tactile. Some people are more, you know, they learn by doing. Some people are more. Uh, you can tell them, you know, like you, like you're very good with uh, giving examples, like you know that kind of correlate, like the correlations. Like this is like this, and when people hear it, they're like, oh shit, that makes sense. Um, Breaking you know, it down into situations that yeah, they would understand, like I dumb, so. I, I used to one example I love to use is I used to I used to teach basic electronic theory, um, AC and DC theory, and I broke down resistors and trans. Did you trans- say AC DC? AC and DC theory. Oh yeah, it's yeah. time to rock, motherfucker. Uh, but I had to I had to teach resistance, the idea of resistance in in, in different capacitors and things like that. Hold on, before we gloss this over, AC DC didn't they do that song Big Balls? Yes. Were they? Was it them? Yes. Okay. I've so got that's... big balls. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> we're past it now. Right. Uh, so I, 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 I used football analogies. Like I was, I was sat in front, front of this guy and I was like, what are you interested in? What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And I had to use like a 4-3 versus a 3-4 a three, defense to make him understand these two, t- two types of components that resisted energy. So like I it's it's getting to know somebody and understanding how they learn and and what they're interested in and making mm-hmm. them understand things which I, I on job interviews I say I'm really good at taking complicated shit and breaking it down into terms that anybody can understand. And then they go, "Did you just say shit?" and you're like, "I sure fucking did." Yeah, I sure fucking did. Like I <laughs> I I it's it's been proven that the most intellectual people actually swear and curse more often than the people that are not. The people who use big words are less intelligent more more often than not than the people who curse because the people who curse they're just using them as filler words so they don't give a fuck about what people or, think or they use them for emphasis. Emphasis. They emphasis. They put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. But yeah. So so Bizzle and I met, um, we were There's in one s- glorious summer day. 
No, was it? what the <laughs> fuck are you trying to make this like a a, a weird oh, date? Dream Weaver. <laughs> we were we were in seventh grade, and it was it was science class. Yes, and we like he had he had been in the school the year prior, but nope. left. No, was that your first time there? Okay, that was my you first. You left later. You left yes. after this. Yeah. So we we we. It was seventh grade. I was at a Catholic out. school, and of course, my smart ass got not kicked out of a Catholic school. I will say that I didn't get conveniently kicked out. asked to leave. <laughs> what had happened was I had turned in a paper, and the teacher—I'm not going to name names—but her name rhymes with Mrs. Rar. Fucking bitch! If you're still alive, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. <laughs> but anyways. She fucking sat there and said I didn't turn in the paper. So then, like, I was habitually awful at turning in homework. I've always been that way. Busy working me. Just don't get along. I know the shit. It's boring. Why am I going to redo it? Mm-hmm. I digress. So she said I didn't do this paper. And I fucking did. And I turned it in. And uh, this kid, John, behind me was like, we did it in rows. So he turned it. I turned mine in. He turned his in. And we were talking about it. So when the grades came back and she handed out everyone's paper and said I didn't turn it in, I was like, fuck, no, I did. Like, I did. And I was like, no, I turned it in. And I'm like, John saw me. And John was like, yeah, I saw him. And she's like, nope, you didn't turn it in. I don't have your paper. And I was like, okay, bitch. And she's like, you get a zero. And so I was like, I, I literally, st- I'm in seventh grade. And I go, well, you're fucking lying just like that just like to her face and i got kicked out of class i got suspended for a week and they took me down to the principal's office and this is catholic school and so they they kind of play by their own rules and in the principal's office i was like call my mom and like i literally was just like no call my mom and they were like no you're gonna have to wait blah, blah. i'm like no call my fucking mom i was like i'm not having this shit so my mom showed up and then my dad showed up my dad is uh prior military so you know he, he we don't take shit yeah, and he's like, fuck that, my son doesn't lie. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Dad. And so anyways, so yeah, anyways, uh, they kind of were like, well, he either takes a zero or... And so my mom was like, we pay way too much fucking money to this school. Fuck you, he's out. So pulled me, and the next semester, I ended up scooting over to the public school where I met Doc, which, go ahead. Yeah, no, so we, we met in seventh grade, and I, I, like, I thought we became fast friends. We found out that we lived not too far from each other and you know, we just, we just got along. Like I, I don't know what it was, but we had fun. We, we got to get like, we're good friends. Like that was, that was it. Like it, it was a, it was a good time. We moved into high school, but during high school, like I played different sports. He played the popular sports. Like he played fucking soccer and everybody loved soccer at my school. And like, did you say I played soccer? Oh, wait, I reversed the roles. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Nobody liked soccer at the school, and I played soccer, and I was pretty fucking good at it. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone would call, I'm not going to lie, everyone at school, especially if you're on the football team, they were known as the field fairies. Yeah. I don't I don't judge. That was way back in the time, the olden times. I never used the term, letting it be known. Yo, you've never used it? Yeah. <laughs> never okay. once. That's the not first once. time I've ever said it. Yeah. But anyways, they were they were ripped on quite a bit because a lot of them were like, I'm going to say this much, much more, uh, they could run a lot longer. You know, they were, they were in a lot better of shape. One would say, uh, you know, running 90 minutes as we were less round of a shape. (laughs) uh, Yeah. We're stronger. So it was, it was hit or miss, but I will say the ladies, not necessarily in the legs though, but yeah. 
Yeah. No, the ladies preferred football players. Hold on. Did you just say that your legs were stronger? I'm not I'm the... on average, bro, not you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Anywho. Uh yeah. Anywho. The ladies, the ladies at our schools. The... They liked football. Some of them like baseball. Did. The wrestlers they really enjoyed. Uh, they, they didn't enjoy me, son of a bitch. I missed out on that one. <laughs> yeah. As, shit. Uh, what else? Fucking wrestled yeah. varsity as a freshman. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Where the fuck did that happen in my life? Good old fire crotch over there. Yeah. Oh, the high, the high fire crotch. I, that's the only term that I fucking hate. Really? Yeah, that's the only term that I hate. Like You can call me a ginger all you want, but you call me a fire crotch, and I'm, I, I will fucking get angry. <laughs> well, everyone, now we know. Uh, so if you oh, if you didn't know, I'm a fucking ginger. I have red hair. Good to know, right? And apparently, maybe not pubers. I don't know. I have a manscape, bro. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> oh come on, plug it, plug it, bro. <laughs> I have a mans. I don't have a fucking discount code, but I have a manscape. <laughs> What's it called? Like the lawn clipper 3.0? No. Lawn mower 2.0. There we go. Oh, there we go. Um, no, so we like we grew up in high school. Like I, I was a terrible fucking influence on. On Bizzle throughout high school. I, I got him stoned for the first time. I got him drunk for the first time. Yes. I got him all the different things. I didn't get him wah, laid wah, for the wah, first time. Wah, 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 the wah, wah, for the first time. I got him, like, I introduced him to all sorts of bullshit. But then there's, like, the one experience. I got, like, I got his ass hammer drunk. I walked his ass home. He goes to bed and he wakes up in the middle of the night. And he pukes all over his fucking bedroom and then he gets grounded. I think we covered this in a previous episode, but yep. we didn't do it intensely. So he pukes. And then the very next day, I'm like, hey, you still coming up to Michigan this weekend? Like, I think it was like a Thursday night. We had Friday off or Teachers Institute or something. Yeah, we also shit. had never, we had never, I had never asked my parents about going to Michigan. Yeah. So he he's like, hey, um, my parents found out I got drunk last night, and I was like, how? He's like, my, I woke up to my mom cleaning my puke up all over my room, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. How are we going to come back from this one? Yeah, so, that's back in the day before Bizzle knew how to handle. So the silver tongue in me is like, all right, I got you, bro. I got you. So I come over to his house, and I'm like, he's like, dude, I'm grounded. I can't do that. I'm like, listen, I got this. Bro, I got this. Exactly. I I got this. So I go upstairs and I talk to his dad and I talk to his mom. And I'm like, look, we're going to Michigan. We're going to put him some hard labor. We're going to do all sorts of construction, all sorts of stuff. We're going to like, he's going to, it's not going to be a fun time. If it is, he's going to learn some shit out of it at the same time. Well, his dad's like, all right, I trust you. Uh, which later on, I found out my dad knew you were bullshitting the whole time, but he was like, fuck it. He, he got sold on the story. He's like, ah, oh, man, that's, that's a solid story. But I think in retrospect, he's like, God damn it. I should have I known that he was bullshitting. Um, brought Bizzle up there. We actually did a lot of work that weekend. We did a lot of demo work and we, we fucking wired an entire like three quarters of a house that weekend too. Sure. So did. we actually did, did a put a lot of demo, a lot yeah. of demo and moving brick. Yeah. We, we actually did a lot of fucking work, but we like, we worked hard and we played hard too. I just played a little harder than Bizzle did. 
uh, pun intended. Uh, yo, but it was a great place. I actually have a friend who's in that same neighborhood. I have a friend who's got another house up there now. So I might go visit again and, and, and try to meet that family up again. Cause kind of been cold shouldered by them growing up with well, them. And then, yeah. Not by them, but by, mm. by all of them at this point. Really? Wow. Uh, part of it might be influenced by the, the, the story that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast uh, about me getting drunk and then just ending friendships. Oh, that family. Oh, that family has a big influence in there in that region, too, because they're like billionaires. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I napalm bridges like that's a thing. That is definitely a fucking thing, dude. I don't do, do not- it as often as I used to, though. Yeah, but it still happens. No, I like I'm fully aware that it happens, but it usually happens for a reason. And like, even though this happened, like, I'm not even upset that it happened. Like it it happened because there was a reason behind me being like, oh, fuck this. Like, I don't need this in my life. Um, And I think that's 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 a testament to to the introspection that you taught taught me that you touched at me. Huh? <laughs> that you touched at me, that you taught adult. me the introspection that you taught me. Um, I decided like if somebody comes in my life and I'm like, nope, 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 I don't want you in my life anymore. I push you out as fast as I can because I'm not going to deal with your bullshit. And I think this, I think this comes with age. I think a few years ago we had this conversation. Like as you get older, you start to deal with less and less bullshit, and the you, you determine people that enter your life whether they need to stay um, a lot faster than you normally would or than you did previously because you're like, you just don't want to deal with the bullshit. Is that right? That is definitely right, for sure. Because the introspection that you taught me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, introspection, like I said, that's something we were talking about earlier. It's it's very key. And I remember, it's funny, we were like a year apart and you had a really rough time and go and you know, I think from, it was like two, two and a half, three years. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was, there was time. We'll just say that much. Like yeah. it was coming from military to civilian and then just rough times and civilian woes compared to your, you know, military woes. It was like, I saw a bunch of shit you went through. And then what's funny is like, so fools like, wait, what's the saying? It's like. Oh, fuck, hold on. There's a very good saying here. It's only a fool learns from his mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And that's that's the whole thing. But anyways, yeah, so that's the whole thing. It's like I saw you do it and I still was, even though it was different, it was very similar in the way that I went down the same rabbit hole and the, you know, bullshit. But it was good that, like, I was able to help you. And then in a couple years, you were able to be there and be like, Hey, dumb fuck. Remember you said this and this and this to me and the way you related, I was like, fuck, you're right. You're right. I'm like, it helped. So, yeah, Uh, the introspection there of everything, you know, really swung things. Like a lot of advice that I give to people like now if they're dating is like, hey, you have how when was the last time you were single? Right. This doesn't apply to you because you've been single for a multi-generational time. It's Uh, been it's been a decade. I'll say yeah, that much. pretty much. I've I've, um, I've small time dated, but I haven't like officially dated dated. I mean, like if you if if I think about it, in the last decade, I've had like two solid relationships. I, I've dated, 
Um, and sorry for anybody who listens to this that like thinks that like they're that one. There, there's two women in my life and that I've dated in the last decade that like were long term shit. Um, everybody else I've dated and I thought it would go somewhere and it never it never quite got there. And I'm I apologize for oh. that. But uh, yeah. So, um, where the fuck was I going with this? I don't know, man. Whiskey. Oh, fucking whiskey. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> dated the last 10 years, you said you've dated two women. Is what you're like. Before, go th- back further. I was saying that, I don't know, you made fun of me for not dating in the last 10 years. And I said, Oh, that. oh, okay. So you're like, so, Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I made fun of you. That's right. So, so Bizzle, Bizzle may not have dated in a lot, like the last 10 years, and he hasn't had a lot of relationships, but I've had plenty of fucking relationships to make up for it. And the quantity does not make better quality of, of the women that I've dated. Um, like See, I said, my the- thing was, I was always going for, so my parents got married young, and I was always. In my mind, their their life the path. mystical thing of like, oh. Yes. I wanted to follow their life plan path. And like they had my sister and I by the time they were 23. You know, so they had two kids. Jesus. Yeah, trust me. Thank God I did not follow this plan. Like, I one, I probably couldn't have done it. And two, I would have been crazy. But I digress. It was one of those things where as the years kept ticking on, I was like, well, my next, like, whoever I date next, I really want to, like, I want it to be the person I marry. So you right? jump, you jump to, like, this is it. Right. Like, real quick. And so my thing was, I was like, well, I'm looking for certain, qual- like, I'm looking for all these qualities, which isn't a bad thing. Like, but it's just, I was like, I had so many boxes that I was, like, checking off before I was even dating someone. So, like, before I would consider dating someone, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, this person fits. And then, like, I'd go for them or whatever, and it wouldn't work out. Or they, I'm not going to lie, one of them I found out after I was, like, really interested. She had a boyfriend. I'm like, that sucks. It's like but, a, this, you had this, like, analysis by, or you had this paralysis by analysis, like, going into it. You're like, they have to meet these boxes, otherwise I'm not doing anything. So you have to analyze everything, right? Yeah, I was overanalyzing situations and basically making, you know plans for the future and that's the thing like i am not a fucking future planner and that's what i've realized like i am definitely a like i like to live in the moment for one i like to have plans but i don't want to plan fucking five ten years down the road because any if tomorrow i'm walking and i get hit by a car and i lose a leg my plans change dramatically you know what i mean and shit happens in a heartbeat the older i've gotten the more i realize that so it's like i don't want to sit there and plan on like, oh, I need, I need to hit all these check marks because shit changes so quick. So it's like if I find someone now that, you know, makes me happy, like literally that's all it comes down to really is finding the person, finding someone that makes you happy and being happy together. Like you're always going to have pluses and minuses. And if you really look at that, then like it, like if you're playing fucking numbers and you're like, well, I do this for them and like, you're never going to be happy, you know, but like if you're sitting there and you're just like, I love fucking spending time with this person. See where it goes. Fuck it. You never know. Right? Like, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Like, I, I actually had an analogy given to me a, uh, years ago by a guy that I'm no longer friends with. But it was like, in a relationship, it's give and take, right? Uh, it should be 50-50, essentially, to that point, right? Well, in, the way that he broke it down is like, if you if you, you look at it as a football field to, be, to begin with, right? If, if you meet 50-50, you meet at the, the – 
you meet midfield. You meet at the 50 yard line. Well, if you fuck up, you're going to meet at the four, they're 40. So you're 60% in they're 40% in from that point on that argument. Like if you fuck up again, you're, you're never 50, 50. It's, it's, it's gotta be an equal give and take on everybody's part. And, but that analogy didn't, didn't work with me later on. Like, I think that jaded me to the aspect of relationships when I was in the military, like the, the idea of what relationships were was fucked. (laughs) Like I, I joined at 18 and like, I saw, I, I've never seen so many 18 year olds get married. I've never seen so many 19 year olds have kids. I've never seen so many fucking 22 year olds get, get divorced with three kids. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just saying, how about Jody? Right? What a oh, fuck. Jody's a fucking fuck. If you don't know who Jody is, Google that shit in the military. <laughs> like Jody military, and you'll 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 see some shit. But like for real though, I was so jaded by what the military taught me about how to be in a relationship. I still I don't even think I've still recovered from that. Like coming out of this as a as like a full grown fucking adult male with a kid. I've got a fucking damn near ten year old kid, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing relationship wise. Like, how am I supposed to set this up as as an adult? Like, hey, look, your mom's a piece of shit, and mind you, this is probably the first time I publicly talked shit about his mom because she hasn't talked to him in almost two goddamn years. Might. I'm just going to say, hold on, 40 minutes. We might want to cut this. I'm just No, we're not going to cut this. We're not going to cut this. Like right. his mom sucks. She's a piece of shit. We're that's that's that. Like I didn't sign up to be a fucking single father. This I, is I true. Didn't, I'll give I didn't you that sign much. up for that. And and but the the aspect is like trying to find somebody to fill the void of like there's so much responsibility on me like to like find this woman who's going to be this mother, this like alternative figure to me is like well, and I will say, like, in the, the month that I was up in Chicago, I got to spend a lot of time with you and your son, who is my godson. And it was cool. because like, father. I, yeah, I am the godfather. That's right. Kiss the ring, bitches. Kiss yeah. the ring. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I never. So I didn't have. If I did have a godfather, I never once knew who he was. I never knew. Some people, it's like a big thing. For me, it meant nothing. Like, so when he said it, I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. Because to me, in the Catholic religion, which is how I was raised, a godfather is if if Doc over there were to pass and his mother you know, were to pass as well or whatever, I would assume the role to make sure he keeps on in the faith. That's the whole thing. Like, a godfather is supposed to keep them in the faith, right? Like... Even the courts aren't going to be like, hey, this is your your kid now. No, they wouldn't do that unless it was in a will and like I had signed on to it and stuff. But it would go to nearest relative, which would be Doc's family, more or less. Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, I mean, hopefully, Jesus. But, anywho, um, I digress. The whole point of that is like I got to spend a whole month up in Chicagoland and hang out with him and – his son, my godson. And it was cool. It was a really good time. But I could definitely see the military in Doc. Yeah. And, like, he's not fully, like, for me, there are times where I'm like, oh, dude, he's just like, he's being a kid and this and that. And Doc's just like, no, I told him to do this. He needs to do it. Because he's got a military mindset of, like, no, we have a task. It yeah. needs to get done. The like, formative years are fucking very, like, 18, like, 19 to fucking 30 basically was in the military for me 
his son also doesn't understand the fact that like he knows his dad was in the military but i don't think he fully understands so i showed him a video i'm like by the way i'm like do you know why like sometimes your dad like you know is more like stern with you and tells you to do things and like i know you don't like it and he's like no and i was like well here let me show you boot camp right so i showed him marine boot camp <laughs> and he was like wait you went through this and doc was like yeah like yeah that's like that's tame like, and it was, it was a tame video, but they were still yelling and stuff. I was like, and he's like, so he was asking questions. He's like, so what if like, what if you did it right? But like, they didn't like it. And he's like, I got yelled at. What about this? What if someone else I got yelled at? Right. And it was like, I got screamed in my face. And so finally he kind of was like, oh, well that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, see, like that's, that's the good, like it was, it was kind of cool to be like, okay, I see his son now understanding more of like, it's not like a giant you know what i mean like like it came at a good it, it came at a good time with with within his development is like why 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 does this happen i'm not perfect i i've never claimed to be a perfect parent i've never claimed to be a perfect father but like there are things it, that like though. i just can't explain how i do it and then bizzle comes in and he's like all right but he's got this soft touch to it and how he explains it to him is like my kid's unadulterated like he does not understand why he doesn't get this shit, and then Bizzle also, comes in. He also has Doc's silver tongue, where he's like, he's a little, <laughs> he'll sit there and he'll be like, "No, no, blah blah blah," and like I'm like, "Oh yeah, have the fucking cake and shit," and then Doc's like, <laughs> "This motherfucker's sh- feeding my kid cake <laughs> for breakfast." I'm and like, shit. Well, "Oh, there's cookies there. Yeah, you want those? Yeah, okay, go I'm ahead." Like, I got well, care. he said you could have. Like he said, you said you could have them, and he's like. <laughs> I said what? And he'd just look at me like, oh fuck, I fucked up as a fucking godparent. <laughs> um you know, like it it was great to have him up here because it would like it was eye opening for things w- within me. Um But I'm, that I'm, goes that goes back to like the sorry to cut you off, man. Like, but ahead. that goes back to the whole like you didn't sign up for single fatherhood and no. like that's that like that's the there is that part that's missing you need that like i'm a, i'm gonna call myself i'm not soft but i'm definitely a teddy bear at heart like i have you're like compared to me you're fucking soft though. oh hell yeah not not like not not in a derogatory manner like you're just no you're like a blunt fucking object and i'm yes. like okay i'll round the corners like I'll, I'll like bevel the edges you know whereas you're just like nah you're getting you, fucking you got that you're gonna gash touch. to your yeah, you're going to fall into that corner and you're going to gash your face and you're going to love it. And I'm like, "No, dude, just round the corner and put a little put a little like tennis yeah, ball on it." You you're 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 a lot more soft in 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 the ways that need to be. Like, I didn't sign up to be like I I I never wanted to be a single dad. And I've been fighting like oh, single parenthood whatever. Like, how many like think about this. Whoever's listening to this, think about this. How many single dads do you know? Not like, oh, I, I like he he he's divorced or whatever. How many single dads have their kid one hundred percent of the time? The only time I get off is when my family is like volunteering <laughs> to take get some off. time. That was a very poor time. Fucking <laughs> goddamn Bizzle. I'm uh, a child at heart. But like, how many how many how many single dads do you know? Like, I bet you could name half a dozen. Or a dozen single female parents. That, hold on, that hat, a hat. Ooh, single fathers that have a hundred percent custody. Or like, how many a, do you know? I don't know many. Maybe I could count like two. Who's the second one? I have to think. But, there you go. 
I'll think about it. I'll come up with one. You you might have a second but one. But the other person might actually be like a widow. Or wait, what would that be? Widower. Widower. Yes. widower. Uh, wait, is that right? Yeah, widower and widow. The widow so is the female. female widower is a male. Oh, yes. Right. Um, the, the reality is like... I, whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. The guy as a guy, I didn't sign up to be a fucking single father. I didn't want to be a single father. I wanted to be a fucking family man. But however, like out of high school, I kind of like I, I've kind of oh, that's kind of weird. Even in high school, I was like, oh, I probably have a kid before I got married. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, called it. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I just. It's kind of like I'm, I'm kind of caught in my tracks because I just realized that I just I called it beforehand. And then looking back at like in recent developments in my life, like I called out that shit like three years earlier. Like, I I don't know. I probably if I call if I keep calling this on track, like I'm going to I'm got I've got to I'm going to introduce plenty of women to their forever homes in the next few years because <laughs> I, I, I just I don't fucking know, man, like. Trying to find somebody who wants to date a single father. And and mind you, like three years ago, this would be a completely different speech. Right. I have a lot going for me. I have a lot. Like, I am good financially. I am good uh, career-wise. I am yeah. good educationally-wise. I have all these good things that I've got super, going for me. Super jacked up truck, if you know what I'm saying, ladies. Wah, wah, wah. Doesn't even fit in the garage. <laughs> Because I don't even have a truck. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I Such just a smaller penis. Uh, so, <laughs> I just, I'm in a way better place, and I still don't even like. Like, I, like when we're like, ah, you're cute, blah, blah blah. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking see this shit. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't. I don't know what you see. Same thing. Like it kind of goes back to the beginning of what you were talking about. Like you were always shy. Like you don't. You didn't see what other people saw in you. Yeah. And here I am at thirty-five years old, and I still don't see what people see in me. And hey, I get man. told it on a regular basis. I'll be thirty-five in June. I've started to hear a lot more compliments and stuff. And maybe it's. I think they were coming the whole time. I just didn't hear them. You know what I mean? Like it was like I just. Yeah. Like you weren't open to them. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't even acknowledge them, but now I'm like hearing them more and they're still like, don't get me wrong. It's still not like, uh, yeah, that's me, but it's, it's nice to hear. And I'm like working on that. And a lot of that, I go to the gym fucking five, six, seven days a week. It depends on the week, but for the most part, I'm trying to go every day. And I was in Columbus for the last week with a friend who's having some real Columbus, Ohio. Ohio? Yeah, that's, Ohio. I know. I went to the armpit of America. Sorry, any Ohioans, but I, I, you know, it is what it is. Like, y'all know. Y'all already know. But yeah, anyway, so I was there and I was in Columbus. Cool city. I will say there were some things about it that I wasn't too fond of. Anywho, I digress. I'm there. I'm there for a friend. She had a rough go recently, so I was hanging out with her and it was cool. You know, she was doing all right. She had some relationship problems. And then she had some personal problems. And I was just hanging out, kind of being there for her. Um, and I took her to the gym. I think I probably took her to the gym every single day I was there, except for one or two. And of the two days, 
we didn't go. I think one of them, we went to a brewery tour. Not even brewery tour, but like went on a bar crawl of breweries. And I was driving, so I only had like a couple flights. You know, I had like a flight here, flight there. Like I try, you know, try beers here and there. And uh, your boy can drink. If you, if you're listening, you probably know. But if you're a new listener or whatever, yeah, I can definitely kick kick him back. I got that Irish, Scottish, French, and Native American in me, and for some reason that mix, along with like just body comp, I don't know, it, it's crazy. So. We ended up hitting up all this stuff, and the whole thing is I ended up going on a bunch of, uh, you know, brewery tours. But, yeah, we went to the gym every single day, and I forced her to go with me. And it's very similar to the way that Doc over here kind of, when I was going through a rough time, was like, Hey, you're going to find the gym, and you are going to love the gym. I fell in love with the gym like when I was going through my stuff and I took her to the gym and the whole point of that was to get her to fall in love with the gym and kind of work her way through like tough times. Uh, the, the, you know. the problem with it is like you can't, you can't necessarily introduce somebody into something that works for you. You have to be, you have to be very open-minded when you introduce somebody to something that works for you is like, Hey, you know, this, this worked for me. Uh, maybe you should give it a go it might not work for you, but at least you, it's an option to give it a try. But I mean, the whole the whole reality of this is like, I want I want to like any 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 men who are out there listening at this point. This is like a normal conversation with a lot of with a lot of guys, ladies. Like this is like the intricacies of 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 a male friendship relationship. Like we don't go too in deep. We're not always bashing women. Like whatever you think is going on, it's not really happening. What we, we actually have some deep thoughts, but deep. Yeah. To, to, to to (laughs) that respect, um, if, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know if you want the Bizzle and I to do another episode and you get to hear some of our insights, go, go right ahead. I'm sure the, the times will happen where the two of us have to get together. I'm sure the time will happen where Ice Queen and I will have to get together or Bizzle and the Ice Queen will have to get together. With all of that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you decide to give us a five-star rating, give us a review, and give enjoy us them everything. With all that being said, until next time, sorry about your motherfucking feelings. Bam, bam, bam. Finger, 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 finger,